You're listening to The Big Possible Show with your host, Noah Scott. It's time to break through the limits and achieve all you can imagine. All you can imagine. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Big Possible Show. This is Noah Scott signing on with our guest today, Emily Griffith, founded a company called Lil Bucks. She first began this journey uh, starting this sprouted buckwheat seeds as a grain-free granola replacement at a cafe in Australia, and the rest of her story is history. What I love about Emily's story is she was also a digital nomad as she's been about building her brand, and I am just super excited to hear the story of how this came to be and and just hear her, her take on growing something from the the seed up. So welcome to the show, Emily. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm good. Fantastic. So where are you calling in from now? I'm calling in from San Diego, California. So Beautiful. no longer too nomadic. I do travel a lot still, but nice to call this home. Incredible. And what would you say is your superpower? I would say my superpower is it probably goes hand in hand with the ability to be creative, but is whether, you know, for better or for worse, I think my brain already operates outside of the box or rather there is no box. So when it comes to entrepreneurship or creativity, people are like, think outside the box and I'm already on Mars. So like, <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes, you know, and it's like everyone, you have to wield your superpowers for good. So there's good and bad. It's probably attributed to being pretty ADHD as well. But, um, you know, it's something that I think helps me navigate things in a special way. And while you have to, there's challenges that come with that. It's also been really good for the business. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, that's one of the qualities that I really like to celebrate on The Big Possible Show is just because so many individuals might feel that their big dreams are too big and then they'll settle for something that is safe or comfortable, you know, and just the story of you, you know, creating this brand is obviously a, a really big risk, but um, it may, may or may not be the story that you want to share here. But I, I like to ask every guest on the show, a story of a time that you took the biggest risk of your life. So what was that risk and what was going through your head at the time? Gosh, I mean, I would actually say even before starting Lil Bucks, um, but this all led to me coming up with the idea to start this buckwheat company was um, I was working at an ad agency in Chicago. I'm from the Midwest um, and just wasn't really feeling aligned with that being the place I wanted to be, the job I wanted to be doing. I so desperately like felt like I had so much to offer in, you know, for you know moving forward businesses that are in the health and wellness space um but couldn't really figure out the right gig for it at the time I was working on like hormel foods big meat at an ad agency mm -hmm. so a little different um and i ended up going down to australia just on vacation to visit some friends and while i was there just had went into an ad agency in sydney had a casual chats with them and literally left a maybe less than 30 minute meeting with a job offer, the salary I wanted, all these things and was not like 
going to Australia, trying to move there. And I was like, well, I'm going to move to Australia. And it was just like, so on a whim, but it was like the most important thing I could do, I think, to get out of where, you know, my comfort zone being from the Midwest and move across the world, not really knowing uh, what the heck was in store, but <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it's something that's really fascinating, too, about the the ability to then take the risks. But also, you know, what I like about what your company is kind of standing for is that there's a mission tied behind it that's bigger than just feeding bellies. Right. And, and I'd love to hear okay. kind of how that came to be and, and, and like what what that does to feel you like, you know, so what is the impact that that you're trying to make on the world, um, that positive impact? And then how does that motivate you to to do better? For, for sure. Gosh, this is definitely what drives me to this day. Like, get, I get so excited about it. But um, so it was really sweet in Australia where I kind of discovered the widespread use of sprouted buckwheat seeds as a crunchy ingredient and a granola replacement and all that. Um, and I was genuinely just like eating it every day as a consumer. I love the health benefits and the crunch and all that. Um, so it really started as an innocent thing when I was getting ready to move back to the States. I'm like, oh, well, like, where will I get this awesome, like sprouted buckwheat? I'd need it. And oh, weird. No one in the U.S. is like making any products with this. That's pretty weird. And then doing a little more research oh, buckwheat also grows really well in the U.S. Um, as of now, we're the fourth largest, you know, grower of buckwheat in the world. Um, and it's amazing for soil health. So it was just kind of like all the dots were connecting, like what I so desperately wanted when I was back in Chicago to be working for, you know, towards a mission that is kind of holistic and brings together health and sustainability and fun and brand. I was like, this is it. And it was really, I had no idea. Like I'm from the Chicago suburbs. Like I, I don't know about farms or, you know, whatever, but I'm like, oh, I moved back to the States, start calling all these farmers. Like, how do we get buckwheat? And turns out, you know, there just wasn't a really strong demand for us grown buckwheat yet. And all these farmers wanted to grow it because it brings all this nutrients into the soil and it's amazing for soil health, but there wasn't a market. So I'm like, no worries. I'll make one. Um, and fast forward five years, uh, we actually have planted 200 acres at a farm of one of the first regenerative farms in the world to get regenerative organic certified. Um, and it's in Minnesota, pretty close yes. to where I would go visit Hormel Foods back in the day. Um, and yeah, it's literally a dream come true. And there's, I mean, running a small food business up against big food in a pandemic and like literally historically terrible supply chain drama is really, really hard. So honestly, getting to see the farm and like this field of dreams of all these buckwheat flowers is just, it's the thing that is moving me forward. That's incredible. Yes. And, you know, it's uh, really fascinating, too. So I'd like to kind of go a little bit deeper into the story behind um, how you actually pull the trigger, because so many of us out there are the people that have ideas. But then when they hit a wall, or it's like, oh, 
I actually, I, you know, I, I, I don't know the first thing about starting. You mean I have to right. call farmers and, and, <laughs> and to get, it just sounds like it was, it's, it's quite a, a big undertaking, especially if it's something that you haven't yet done before. What, what was like the, the, the stage, were you still working at the job uh, at the agency when you started this? And then how did you cross that threshold from not knowing anything to being <laughs> able to have a product? Yeah, I mean, it's so wild to think back on. And I definitely had the advantage of, and not to say that this is, um, I actually extremely admire people who are like parents or older who go off and, um, you know, they're middle age and decide to just take a totally new entrepreneurial venture. And now knowing what I know, I would totally do it. Uh, as crazy as that sounds, but I was 24 at the time when I came up with this idea. So I'm like, I have nothing to lose. Um, clearly all the stars were aligning to put me in some entrepreneurial universe. I think it made a lot of sense for my brain and the type of work I was capable of. Um, and simultaneously while I was in, I think just being in Australia for me was a really good eye-opening experience. Um, Australians are generally really well-traveled. So you just get a lot of ideas and no judgment on like the type of career people choose or how, you know, the lifestyles they choose. So that was really helpful to me. And I kind of got attracted to the idea of digital nomading. So, mm -hmm. um, and my backgrounds, you know, ad agency work. So digital marketing, graphic design, web marketing, all of those are very doable from a laptop as long as you have internet. Um, Australia happens to be close to Bali. So I'm like, perfect place to start. So I literally just woke up one morning, was like, I'm quitting. I'm quitting, quit the job. Like not much of a plan, but I was like, oh, I have enough. I can like freelance and went to Bali. That's where I started working on the brand, of course. But um, gosh, I'm getting off top, top subject, just talking about Bali. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, it is like the land of, the, because as a nomad, I totally get the, the challenge to stay focused, stay motivated, especially when you have like coconuts in the beach, just like a stone's throw away, you know, so maybe you can chat about some of the habits that you've cultivated. Cause on one side, as a nomad, you're getting these expansive experiences. You're mm -hmm. networking with really cool people and the ideas are firing, but at the same point in time, there's, there's a level of discipline that you need to create in your life. Otherwise it's just, things will forever be stuck in a one day I'll get to this and stay in idea phase. So how do you, how do you tighten things up and get action going through your habits? Gosh. Um, so I was very committed to the, the idea. And it's funny. I brought up Bali because I, I look back on one time I was working from there for a month and I like feel like I was losing my mind. Looking back, I was like a little crazy person because I was so committed to the idea. And so like, Emily, you need to, you know, I felt like I needed to prove myself um, and I needed to do it as fast as possible. And now I think knowing what I know, you know, take your time, test, learn, get feedback from a community, grow, you know, entrepreneurship or whatever projects people endeavor. It's usually a long road. So you don't need to be a psycho 110% all the time. Um, and I remember at one point being in Bali and being like kind of miserable because I'm like working so hard and 
knowing that there's all these amazing communities and experiences and surfing and I wasn't fully tapped into it um, because I felt like I needed to, I didn't deserve it yet. Like I needed to get this idea off the ground before I could go enjoy all these things. Um, and that's been one of the biggest learnings of being an entrepreneur and something I still work on to this day. Um, I've definitely gotten a lot better at, but that you are already, you know, no matter how far your business is, whatever you're like worthy of enjoyment and mm. you're worthy of relaxation and also you know at the scientific like base level if you don't in have any enjoyment or relaxation you're gonna burn out and that's bad for your business but and that's been a motivation that was like a helpful carrot for me like oh if I don't right. actually take time off like I'm not gonna be productive but really <laughs> like the core belief of you need to like allow yourself to be able to enjoy life and all that so I kind of had a it's interesting I did a ton of like a couple years of digital nomading and then especially when Lil Bucks was about to I was about to launch it in Chicago it is a physical product and I was making it so I did have to buckle down a little um I also moved back to the U.S. for love so he's now my husband so that worked out um uh, <laughs> um I was like, I need to sit still to get this product out the door if you really want to launch it. Um, but then being able to go out and travel again with a new perspective has been really rewarding. Um, being able to be like, you know what? I'm surfing this morning. Like the emails can wait. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes you do have to have those late nights and I don't know, the work schedule is very different. And I think being around digital nomads we are all exploring different schedules or lifestyles or ways of working. So that's really helpful. But being back in the States after doing that and being thrown back into a nine to five traditional work setting, but also being an entrepreneur and experiencing that digital nomad world was really hard. Um, so there's been a lot of learnings kind of doing both and really helpful to be where I am now. <laughs> Yes. And, you know, you touched on some really powerful things that get overlooked so often, you know, there's so many things get put off to one day, one day when mm -hmm. this is built, I'll take care of my health. And that right. day might never come because there's always a next level to, to hit, you know, and that work life oh, yeah. balance, it's, it's so critical to not just be that carrot that's that's dangling in front of you but you have to remember that you are the carrot like it's you have yeah. to take care of yourself otherwise there's no point and, I know it's so you know, ironic like doing a health business and letting my and I know so many obviously I connect with a lot of entrepreneurs in the wellness space especially in food and beverage and so I mean it's the same story over and over all of these people going out to like create these next level, healthy, sustainable products and their health just goes out the window. And it's like, <laughs> we're the people most into this that we went out and started a business, um, which is so ironic. Um, but it's been a really good, you know, journey to learn just about me personally um, and how I react to things uh, definitely made me a better business owner. Cause yeah, I remember being like, oh, once I get in Whole Foods, like, 
I'm cruising. Like I've done it. And it's like, no, no, no. Getting in Whole Foods was literally the first tiny step in a, I mean, now I finally accepted like there's, oh, once I get this, once I get that, I will relax. That's out the window. Cause if you're starting a business or a special project that you're passionate about, it's always, there's always something waiting for you next. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to get into some of the, you know, we'll, we'll talk about some of the products that you've got, some of the, the tasty treats, as well as the health benefits and all that. But I think, you know, one question I'd love to ask is really about your concept of happiness. Like, what do you think really creates happiness or where do you think that happiness comes from? Gosh, um, that's a great question. This is something I've pondered a lot lately. Um, but I think it does just come from a sense of community, love, connection with nature and other people. Um, and that's something I've just learned is really important. Everyone learns on their own journey of why those things are important. But through the business, through something, again, that was inspired out of this like amazing experience at a cafe in Australia. And it's like from this beautiful seed that comes from the earth. And I was having it at the beach in Sydney, Australia and feeling amazing, all these things uh, with my friends. And then to just go so insular into my own world, working so hard, like an insane person. Um, that's probably the dark side of being on Mars is I can so easily get into what I'm doing that I like kind of cut myself off from uh, community, you know, enjoyment, love, nature, all of these things that I think make me the happiest person ever. So mm -hmm. getting back in touch with that has been like so healing and better for me, better for the business, better for, you know, my relationship. So, you know, Beautiful. definitely happier in that way. <laughs> Beautiful. Yes. And there's, there's always a, there's, it's almost like a flight of Icarus sometimes as an entrepreneur, I find there's days when you have to go into the cave and grind. And then there's days yeah. when it's like, okay, now we're, we're coasting. So let me right. actually. And I think you have to enjoy those coasts because that's like one thing that I've finally broke free after like three years of doing entrepreneurship of like feeling like I had to do the nine to five thing, because it was always like, eight to six plus like maybe four hours at night like in like there's no you know it's a continuum of being able to work and having to respond to things but also being able to relax and enjoy so you have to be able to do both so um even for me in san diego being able to be like oh i can you know go for a surf start working at 10 a.m that's still like not that late um and that's very okay because someone's going to bother you at 8 p.m. at night sometimes and you're going to have to deal with it. So you need to be able to kind of turn it on and off, oscillate between the two and be okay with it. Amazing. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about Little Bucks. Where we Obviously, we can find them at Whole Foods. Where where else uh, can we get all the Little Bucks? And like, what are the cool... I know you've got some new products coming out right now too. Yeah. Um, so we've got our little bucks. They're sprouted buckwheat crunch. They're mostly used as a crunchy topper on smoothies, oatmeal, yogurt, salads. We're trying to like, we just sent it to sweet green. I'm like, put it on your salads. That would be a dream. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Um, you know, stuff like that. But, um, 
and that we have in different flavors like cinnamon, cacao, original. Um, but then we just relaunched our snack line with new flavors. Um, cluster bucks. They're superfood clusters made from, you know, buckwheat as the base. And all this is grain free, by the way, because buckwheat is a fruit seed. They so those come in flavors like chocolate sea salt, snickerdoodle, golden chai, um, a few others. And those especially are expanding into some bigger retailers across the country, especially um, Southwest, Texas, West Coast, um, Colorado. Um, and then hopefully, you know, going beyond that very soon. Uh, but we do a ton of business mm -hmm. on lilbucks.com and Amazon. Definitely, uh, you know, obviously being from the digital marketing world and meeting a lot of digital nomaders, that's been a great place to start and kind of prove the concept of buckwheat. And that's even where like we have on our website, it's a website only product. It's called everything buck seasoning. So mm. it's like the Trader Joe's everything, but the, but bagel. the bagel seasoning. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's so we take that. We like way less sodium. We use like beautiful giant Malden sea salt flakes. Um, like we replace poppy seeds with chia seeds. Um, but it's like this garlicky oniony seasoning, but it has the buckwheat seeds in it. So it has the texture and the protein that comes from buckwheat. So I put that on like avocado toast, literally oh. every day. Like people are like, do you genuinely eat your product every day? And I'm like, I do. Like, <laughs> but I'm also such a creature of habit. I'm like, I need it. <laughs> I can't wait to get back to the States and order some of that. Um, so I've been switching to sort of a paleo thing and I've been doing oh, yeah. chia I'm seeds a, in the morning. Yeah. And yes, I cannot Paleo's wait. my favorite. So these yeah. are very paleo. Amazing. Cool. All right. So at, to close us out, you know, we'll just, we'll just end on, I love talking about decision-making because I, I think that really, when you think about making dreams happen, it's, it's because of the actions that we take on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm. And then ultimately those actions are built because of the decisions that we make. So do you have a decision-making framework or a mental model that you found super helpful in your day-to-day? Sorry, there's a dog barking, but um, <laughs> I would say, honestly, something that's really helped me is um, it's almost just like a reframing of positive or negative thoughts. So when I get really entrepreneurship just has such extreme highs and lows. Um, I mean, it's especially important when you're in like a negative thought pattern and you're like believing like, oh, like this is never going to get to this like revenue goal or I'm never going to get this account or like these people are never going to respond or whatever it is. And then just kind of taking that and saying, well, is that actually true? Um, you know, what, you know, what would it be like, you know, if that belief actually plays out and then also reframing like what would it be like if that belief was gone um and what if the opposite were true and it helps me kind of explore it's almost like mindset shifts that help me explore it and make decisions from a more balanced place um because especially when you really care so deeply about your business or project your emotions can get really tied up in it so just being able to explore all the options it helps me like look at it almost logically um and usually especially if i'm in some like negative 
mindset about something, it's usually incorrect. And being able to release myself from that always yields like the opposite of what I believed to be true at the time. So yes, totally. I love that because there's so much going on in the in the subconscious that is like making things way bigger than they need to be. And oh my and, gosh. Wow. Yeah. That Thank actually you. isn't that actually isn't that big big of a deal. Yes. And only when you actually look at it from an empirical lens, you're like, okay, I can manage. Yeah, that. yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, beautiful. Emily, this has been an absolutely amazing chat. Really, really enjoyed. How do we stay in touch with you and uh, and follow your journey? Uh, yeah, I mean, for Lil Bucks uh, on online and social media, it's love Lil Bucks um, and it's Lil Bucks like Lil Wayne, um, L-I-L-B-U-C-K-S. And then I am mostly an Instagrammer, Emmy Griff, um, you know, I, I TikTok for Lil Bucks and that's where I draw the line, but maybe, maybe one day, but that's mostly my, my medium. <laughs> Fantastic. It's been, this has been great. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This is fun. That's it for this episode of the big possible show. This is Noah Scott signing out to let you know, I appreciate you for being here. Of course, if you enjoyed the episode and want to share some feedback, visit Apple and drop a review. That review will help other people find the show, and it also gives me a signal that, hey, people are out there listening. And with that, may the rest of your day be filled with epic adventures. And I'll see you right here for the next episode.